0: folks to shenanigans with biscuits and gravy um hi i'm biscuits hello and i am gravy that's right Mm -hmm. two two piece in a pod yeah two guys one podcast yeah i'm
1: sorry man i'm making a lot of smacking sounds because i got these honey lemon flavored halls in my mouth my throat is so damn sore oh I started get I started getting a cough this afternoon. Like I mowed my lawn yesterday, you know? Yeah. And I didn't feel bad then. I felt like wore out all day. But today, man, my throat it has just felt like I was in a 1980s porno film. It's just felt raw as hell. This <laughs> got I swear to goodness, it's got awful, man.
0: Oh, that's that's that's
1: the only thing I can think it's from is mowing the lawn yesterday,
0: breathing in all that crap. You know what? That that probably what it is. That would make sense. Hold on. i got to lick this. Okay. I don't want to spill any beer. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I have grape juice. Yeah, that's just my first. probably the only beer I'm going to have today. I haven't actually. I tried having. I had like two last night around like three or four in the morning, but. I just because I couldn't sleep.
1: Yeah. I didn't have that problem yesterday. I knocked out, man. Yeah, no,
0: I, I tried. I was just in so much pain that my pain vi- vibrating from my spine down to my legs. I couldn't. Just laying still was was painful. Yeah. That was that was Ooh. fun. And uh, I think I fed, I think it was around five or six when I finally fell asleep. Somewhere yeah, around yeah. there. And woke up at 7 and then had a cup of coffee and then went to sleep for like an hour and a half, two hours.
1: You're like an intense power napper.
0: Yeah. Who, yeah. Else,
1: who else did that? Wasn't it like Franklin or somebody like that? One of the founding fathers believed in like power naps.
0: Yeah. I, I, I get in the military, they call them combat naps or, uh, yeah. Yeah. They actually do pretty good. I'm, I'm not going to lie. When you're, you know, not getting much sleep and you get like, you know, usually it's like, Three out or thirty minutes to, to two hours. You know, you you can actually do that and Yeah. It, it it it'll work. You you may hurt, but it'll work.
1: Dude, usually if I nap over an hour and a half I am fucking useless. Like I get up not knowing where I'm at. Like I'm laughing. <laughs> like forty five minutes is my butter zone I found. Uh like that is my pinnacle nap. If it's over that, um, I, like you might as well let me sleep till I get up.
0: Yeah, I, I used to know mine. It's it's changed, and I just really haven't taken the time to really – I just <laughs> really don't care. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Like today, I had to – since my truck is broken and at the mechanics, uh, I drove and dropped my wife off at work and had to go pick her up, and it was like 3 o'clock. I was like, I could take a nap. But I don't trust myself to get up, <laughs> so I had to sit there and suffer through. Yeah. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Gotta yeah. know
1: your limits, man. Know your limits.
0: I uh. We, we we discussed my ancestors book a few times. Yeah. Over the last several podcasts. Yes, as we well, have, as yes, we have. I I've uh, if anybody hasn't heard yet or listened to them. I have an ancestor that was, uh, fought in the war of 1812 and he fought in skirmishes of the British and French war prior to, and, um, he's, shit, he's been in prison several times. He's been in several, you know, high conflict battles. Mm -hmm. He was part of, uh, he was with, uh. Oliver Perry in the Battle of Lake Erie during the War of 1812, he was actually one of the ten men that went from the destroyed Lawrence and took a small boat to the uh, uh what was it called? The, uh, Ni- Niagara. Mm-hmm. Which fifteen minutes later they won the battle. Um, he pretty badass. He's got a book that he wrote. wrote. Uh, the dude's been through shit. You want to talk about being through multiple shipwrecks? The guy's been through a bunch. And uh, he's got a book. You can get it free online if you just Google, or Bing it, or Duck Duck Go it, or whatever browser you use. Just type in David C. Bonell B-U-N-N-E-L L, and then Travels and Adventures. You should get a link or something to be able to download the PDF or whatever. If you want to spend a couple bucks and get the actual book, fine. It doesn't matter. See,
1: see, and it's awesome. It really is. But like you say, like he was in several shipwrecks, like that's not good. If I flew with pilots and they were always crashing, I'd be like, yeah, you know,
0: yeah, if, you have to understand, flying isn't for me. Yeah, you understand too. Back in the day, <laughs> it was a lot different. It was kind of common for shipwrecks to happen. You know, it was you were in big old yeah. wooden boats with sails, so I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, I it mean, kind he's, of blows my mind, you know. <laughs> he actually became a good never... I, I have wrote. Here's the thing, folks. I read this book probably 20 years ago, and I had totally forgot about it. And when I did read it back then, it just a lot of stuff didn't quite resonate or sit in with me. Over the li- over the years, I've come to learn things. You know, just I've I've grown. Should I say, um, I I would say onto intellectual level because. On the, uh, um, on the, um, adolescent level, I'm still like a 10 year old child. Um, but I, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've so far 46% of the way through it, but I'm going slow because I'm writing notes. If I wanted to, I can be the whole thing, but I, I want to have notes in so I have, you know, I can kind of go back and I can really, you know, it's weird. Like I'll have notes. And then I'll highlight important parts of the notes. So I have notes within notes. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I'm weird like that. But um I, I wanna have these notes in there because it's something that those key things I wanna look in, you know, and it's just this guy, the way he speaks and it's just or he writes, it's different. You don't see that these days. It's very I uh, I don't know how to use the, the correct term, but it's different but it is. it's satisfying and it's very intriguing there's many words i can use it's pretty awesome it's honest. almost
1: like a hemingway shakespearean kind of style of writing you know he he hits the nice points with details yeah and leaves the other stuff kind of blank yeah you know you get a you get a brush of it and that's it cuz it's not part of the story you know, or it's a small mind part, you don't but the need the way to, he does yeah. it, your mind's able to fill in all the gaps. Yes. I don't know, he paints a very detailed picture with very few words. It, it's quite amazing.
0: Um, if you're up for it, I have no problem going through some of these. But um, I did, uh, I can go read some of the notes over so folks can kind of see what this guy went through. And I'm saying I'm just under 50% of the way done with the book. So, mm-hmm. you're only going to get like, you know, just about half of, you know, what the guy wrote. Which, mm-hmm. once I get the notes finished, I can finish the next half. Lit- listeners, maybe one of you actually may like it. Um, if you're listening and it's like 20 years down the line, um, you've probably seen the movie. Which, mm-hmm. uh, for those current listeners now, um, I'm it's in the works. I... Uh, Talked to a couple guys, veterans that are into the uh, movie industry, TV show industry, whatever you want to call it. Um, one of them in particular has a good friend of his that is an amazing screenwriter. Um, the guy, I gave them both the link. They have uh, one the, the friend whose friend is a screenwriter. He skimmed through the book, didn't read it all, and he was fascinating <laughs> by the way that it was written. He was just, it was like used to kind of like a Hemingway type of uh, yeah you know, it's, it it's quite amazing and the screenwriter he's already read it you know he already got the link to the free download whatever he already read it but he's going to go over it a few days so my friend uh um I'll call him Woody because I, I don't want to put his name out there cuz you know personal or whatever um but Woody's like you know hey um give him a few more days he wants to kind of go over it again a few more times and then he and Woody's like I'll get you two connected now, obviously, you know, if this is going to be... I don't care if it's a book. I mean, I don't care if it's a movie. It could be a, a PBS thing. It could be like a big screen thing. It could be a miniseries on Lifetime or Netflix. Who gives a shit? I don't care. As long Very as it's... humble of there, you. I, Serious. I mean, it's... it's I know. It's, I don't get nothing from it because I didn't write it. It's my ancestors. So pretty yeah. much, if you have the last name Benel, you know... This is ancestor of some form or another, whether it's a direct, you know, a family line, um, or it's like an offshoot, like such as like Mm -hmm. on the second, third cousins or whatever. It's there's a relation, Um, and it's it's phenomenal. I I I if if the individual likes it and wants to go forward, I do plan on getting out a personal loan to pay for the, the screenwriting. That's cool, man. I have no problem doing that. I've already paid off. Both of my, Yeah, i paid off both of my cars. You know, one of them was a 2015, and I paid it off within two years. So, you know, I'm... Uh, yeah. I, I have no... Go away, boy. I have no loans as a current. It's all... Everything's been paid. What? Huh? They'll give loans to anybody. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I I you know, I I don't care yeah. I, I don't care if it costs me fifty thousand dollars. I will get Holy that Jesus, loan. Should. Well, you have to think on the on the you know how much this I want not want to see this, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean yeah, that's true. You can't can't I, fault the passion in it. I, I have all my own family members that are just like, eh, whatever, don't care, don't really care to read it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Talking to you and the way that you've interest you've expressed and how much you like it, and then you oh, know, yeah. a couple people that you know talk to you about trying to get it into a movie or mini whatever it is, and mm-hmm. just briefly them looking through and seeing how amazing it is, I mean that's something right there. So it is. It's a fantastic I, story. I, I don't have a problem, you know, getting a loan and you know paying a good deal. So. As long as it's not in the six digits. (laughs) So there is a limit. We found it. There 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 is a limit. (laughs) I I am not rich. You know, I don't have the money. I just have the X that I have a website link to the information to use. And yeah, so you get it.
1: I do. I understand. So okay.
0: I wish me luck, folks. I'm hoping here by the next time that we talk that there is a, at least one more step headway. Yes,
1: may the gods smile upon you, my friend.
0: Or my own Elohim. Whatever. Creator. Whatever you blows your back? your back. Hopefully, it doesn't blow my back. My back's fucked up. Anyways. It blows your hair back. Oh, I thought you said blows my back. I'm like, well, my back's already oh. been blown. I just kind of. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Crackhead. Yeah. Crackhead. <laughs> Never touched it, though. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Although cocaine is a hell of a drug. Hell
1: of a drug. Hell of a drug.
0: <laughs> Don't know how I know no. it. This is funny. A person
1: I uh, I work with, she was saying she went on vacation and came home, <clears throat> and her place had flooded. Yeah. So she was, like, super upset. And she's like, so I went, Gary, and I got cigarettes. And I smoked for the first time in three years. And I was like, well, that's not so bad. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I really wanted a drink, though. I was like, okay, see, now there you go. I was like, you should have just gotten a drink. It's not like you were like, oh, man, I really want some heroin, but I guess I'll just have this cocaine instead. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's. I was uh, like, having a glass of wine after your house floods, yeah, that's a normal reaction, I would say.
0: Yeah, that, that's... uh. I would probably throw stuff and curse for about a few days, but yeah. You got
1: insurance, though.
0: You're good. Um, it's not my house. It's my wife's family's house, but I think no, but did, what?
1: Yeah. I, yeah I mean, if you got homeowners insurance or even renters insurance, you're good.
0: She, she's got it. Um, this, yeah. yeah. You're good. Yeah. But we live on a mountain, so if it floods, <laughs> pretty much everybody on the island's fucked. Yeah, you're El Scruto. <laughs> I mean, we live like 700 feet up above sea levels, so. Yeah, know. tomorrow's
1: supposed to be our last good day. I'll have to send you, um, if I can, I'll send you video on Thursday of what it looks like out there.
0: You know, because I got a
1: feeling it's going to be crazy.
0: Yeah, and, and folks, if you're in Florida or you know right around down there, if it hasn't hit you already, you know, hey, get prepared. You know, don't expect to be helped. Make sure you have enough water to last, you know, yeah. three weeks to a month, three to four weeks. I mean, do it. Be prepared. I'm telling you. Um don't be counting on people to come rescue you or to help give you supplies, because that, that it We're doesn't not. work that way, you know? You not only have it. yeah, you only have so on your own. Now uh, and here's the thing, uh uh Bahamas, I, I I was looking at some videos and some live feed of that yeah. over the last 24 hours. Dude. The I Bahamas, it's pretty much, put it this way, <laughs> half of what was land is underwater.
1: Yeah, that airport picture was crazy. The,
0: it, yeah, and there's videos too. I put a couple videos up and it shows you how deep. Like, I don't think there's any airplanes there. If there are, they're not where they were. <laughs> I mean, right? it, 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 it In a couple of videos, it shows you where there's like this little walkway, but it's one of those walkways that you know it—it's like a switchback. You go one, it goes down, and then you switch back the other yeah. way, it goes down. So it's, you know, quite a few feet up. And this yeah, guy's yeah. taking a video, and he's up like from the window level, and the water is all the way up to the top level of the stairs, just a little bit above. So you got to realize yeah, you got a good crazy. 10, 15 feet depth of water that's at the airport, you know? So. Yeah, ha- like most of their coastline
1: has been way cut back.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're talking half of that. Of, you know, I don't know if the Bama, is Bahamas one or a couple of islands. Is I think it main one? Yeah, I think it's might. a chain of islands. The the main Bahama island, or if I'm correct, whatever you know, whatever, either the main one, the big Which one. Which is called Bahama Mama. Bahama Mama. No. That's right. Bahama, <laughs> that's Bahama that's, Mama is uh, sunk. Half of it, <laughs> <laughs> or should I say, half of it is mm-hmm. uh, wet. <laughs> <laughs> very
1: very not to make light of this i mean this is an awful situation yes. and i can't help but feel so sorry for the people down there because i i honestly don't know if they're going to be able to recover from this man i don't i mean I, this seems yeah. truly devastating
0: puerto rico's still recovering i mean and yeah everybody wants to blame trump and shit but i mean they got hit by back-to-back hurricanes and what it actually is was their governor and one of their mayors was actually hoarding supplies. Come to find out the FEMA, a lot of the FEMA <coughs> supplies were actually stacked up and just sitting there for like months and months, like a year or so. And uh, if anybody doesn't remember, um, a couple of the uh, you know people, uh, the big thing going on like about a few weeks ago about all these protest or whatever it was down in Puerto Rico. That's what it was. I think the governor resigned recently, if I remember right i really yeah. haven't been keeping track but i do know that their own government fuck them over hard but everybody's been blaming B- uh, trump i was almost gonna say bush sorry um everybody's bl- you know blaming cheeto head you know and you know you don't have to well, like here's, him here's or what huh, i would say here, okay not,
1: you yeah. can't you can't blame him for every little problem of course you can't that's silly but shouldn't you have some kind of oversight like, I don't know, FEMA making sure the shit gets there. After all, they are part of the U.S.
0: Well, yeah, it's and that's the thing. FEMA actually was doing what they were supposed to. And that's the thing. FEMA actually did a good job. It was the actual Puerto Rican government that was like, Oh, hey, thanks. And, yeah, we'll take it. We'll spread this out to the people. But
1: if FEMA's down there doing the overseeing, they did it how, for how long In Katrina they were down there overseeing shit? I mean, you're it, saying that they did a great job, but evidently they did it because there's no fucking oversight. You no,
0: know, what they could do, what they were allowed to do, that's the thing. Because you had the Puerto Rican government that was like, hey, this is what we need over here. Don't worry about over here. We're going to take care. It's a, it, it's a multi-level foobar. Okay, it's a multi-level fuck-up, basically. And, you know, I'm not going to say the FEMA was like 100% right on the money. But if you look on the scheme of things, you know... Overall, who's the fucked up? It's the Puerto Rican government. And that's why this government, the governor stepped down recently. Mm. It's, it's, there's a lot. Dude, there was a, um, and I had it for a while and it ended up uh, being deleted. There was actually a couple copies on YouTube and they all got deleted. Um,. Uh, And it was about uh, people that were calling in radio stations. There was even a police officer in Puerto Rico. that was telling, like, what was going on. And the Mm -hmm. bullshit and the crimes that the government was doing. You know, and, like, detail. It's just, like, sad. It's like, man, you know, everybody's yelling at Trump and shit. They're like, why aren't we doing this? And But yet, we are doing. It's just the Puerto Rican government has been doing illegal shit. So, people don't, they don't know. And it's a matter of, it's ignorant because, not out of stupidity, although they do act stupid. It's just that they're not aware of what's been going on. Mm. It makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I mean, you have a lot of islands of chains around down there. I haven't really looked to see how bad Puerto Rico got hit from this. Um, But it's right there on Florida, I believe, already. Yeah. And, uh... And be careful. Um, yeah, it's
1: gonna be nasty for a few days around here, I think. Yeah,
0: um, Team Rubicon's already been prepping to go down. They've got, you know, they've already got some route clearance shit set up for trying to get, you know, get um, emergency supplies going, access to and from. Um, mm-hmm. And Team Rubicon's really stepping up on this one. It's uh, it's pretty phenomenal. Um, That's I, cool. I, I I've. I don't know. It's kind of embarrassing if I bring this up. I don't know. I'm probably probably won't. Um, I have not been feeling good mentally for a while. Should I say that? I'll, I'll leave the, it at that. Huh? Down in the dumps, man. Uh, more than down in the dumps. Like it's been on a really bad level mentally. Oh uh, no, brother! Been trying to pick myself up, but it's it's. Yeah. <clears throat> and with nah, physical pain I, it's like I've, way. I, I've had some thoughts lately I should not have had stuff I haven't thought yeah. about in years and I well sometimes
1: it's natural to think them but you just gotta pull yourself back from that shit
0: yeah I probably should go see a shrink soon probably uh, should man anyways um, I, I like I said I don't have a topic but I, I have no problem going over this book my ancestor cool. do you have anything
1: Nothing but a movie I watched recently that freaked me out that I forgot was an actual good flick, and then I got thinking, wow, how long till we're like this? Oh, tell me. Have you seen the movie Gamer?
0: No, I've had several people recommend me to say, hey, watch it, and I've been meaning to, and it's just, either I forget, something comes up, and I'm like, I'll watch it later.
1: Yeah, very interesting movie, kind of Orwellian in a way, like you can, uh... You can. There's one game called Society, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's like The Sims, but with real people. So you can pay to be can, you can pay to control somebody or get paid to be controlled, and you can do anything with real people. Hmm. It's it's really quite insane. Like they show parts where this one girl's on roller skates and runs like plows into another girl, and they're both on the ground bleeding. But, like, the people who are controlling them are laughing, so they're laughing.
2: Yeah.
1: I think it's this completely weird concept. But then there's another game called Slayers, where you control... It's basically like uh, Call of Duty, mm-hmm. but you're controlling a real person.
0: Oh, wait. Is this... This gamer, you said. Not the game, but gamer? Gamer, yeah. Yeah, that's got a... Um, Gerard Butler. Yes, I have seen yeah. it. That yeah. is pretty interesting, and it's... Like the, even the yeah. fantasy shit, they have that like that weird fantasies. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's society. That that game society. It's like the Sims.
0: Yeah, that it's a trippy one because uh, that Gerard Butler, he does like that action shooting act, whatever it is called. Yeah, it's called slayers. Yeah,
1: it's called slayers.
0: It, it is. It isn't like like it isn't Aurelian type of you know movie feel.
1: Yeah, it's very, like, dystopian future, you know. It has that massive conglomerate that's kind of into everything. Reminds me of Amazon, kind of, you know, military contracts and all this other shit. But I was like, damn, with the way video games are going now, I mean, look, we got virtual reality now. Yeah. That's actually pretty damn good. Like, how long till we're there? Yeah. How long till we... Start playing these games like for real, and would people do it? Yeah. Like, would would you let yourself be controlled?
0: Uh, no, fuck no, hell no, 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 no. That's it's for me. That's something completely immoral, and it's just I, I I'm completely mm-hmm. against it. I couldn't do that. I mean, it's just there's levels of just wrongness. Is that a word? Wrongness? Mm-hmm. There's levels of just no. Okay. There's levels of no. How about, yeah, there we go. There's so, levels of So no you wouldn't let yourself. No, but there's also no and no. And add an L, no. Hell, so you wouldn't
1: level. let yourself be controlled. No. But would you control somebody?
0: No. No. Yeah, I would not. I couldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. Because the guilt on that is just, you know, there's one having someone control me and granted, okay, yeah, it's different to be controlling someone else. But to me, it's not because the level of guilt is as bad as the level of disagreement to have, no you know, someone control me. It's just I couldn't do it.
1: But that's what I'm saying. Don't you think there... Okay, so you... That's a personal thing. Yeah. Don't you think there's enough, like, semi-amoral people out there, though, that would do it? Oh, to make yeah. it... Make that's
0: it cost effective and worthwhile. There's a lot of people would do that shit. Yes. I think more people I mean, than what you know the, I, think I think more, more than people what you would realize.
1: And do it on the sly than are open about it. hmm so like them church people who like just drink at home mm-hmm. but are closet alcoholics. You know, I think people would kinda do it at home but not let people know they did it. It'd become like a dirty little secret. That that's until t- it became popular enough that it was so acceptable to say yes i do this
0: yes exactly i the guarantee i think the number would be astro- astronomical the people that would take them um now you brought up the whole closet uh church folks that drink at home um yeah. or closet alcoholics church alcoholics whatever you want to call it i that yeah. that's a topic i want to bring up eventually i want to show people that oh, the the whole the bible and alcohol and a huge misconception that people have and misinterpretations as well well there's alcohol in the bible
1: i mean that, people know that yes. but there are some religions that still was it like seventh day
0: adventists don't drink okay i don't know about seventh day adventists they they do have some different things than. but i mean it's it's like i i agree with Seventh Day Adventists on the Sabbath, but that's just that's me mm-hmm. But no, there's there uh, there's actually, when people put up scripture, there actually is misinterpretation. And I actually, you know, and luckily I have resources that I can actually look up the interpretation of what the actual verse meant, you know, because people do that. You think about it, anybody, whether you're a believer or not a believer, even non-believers will give verses because, you know, who knows more about the Bible, Christians or atheists? Atheists. Exactly and uh and it's it's but the thing is even them both sides misinterpret verses because they're like okay they, they'll a uh, first like oh i remember this verse you know, it'll fit exactly what they're you know they're trying to you know their uh, uh goal or their ends they want to meet but yet i guarantee you if you look at a few verses before and after you'll to- get a completely different meaning and, well, and if you can- pick and choose anything you want and exactly. take it out
1: of a you know an entire chapter and be like okay well it makes no sense in that context
0: yeah and I hate that you know I used to do that because I didn't know I was ignorant you know I wasn't stupid I was just ignorant yeah. because I just didn't know no one showed me I actually had to learn myself
1: the had, moral comes with the entire story of that chapter yeah or whatever that whole book that's where the entire moral comes you can't pick and choose little parts and because some of them will not I mean, some of them are contrary within their own chapters verses for Christ's sake
0: yeah it's i mean well i mean you really a lot of it has to do with you have to really look up the translations from the Hebrew and the Greek and Aramaic i mean it's in order to really understand a lot of it you really have to have several resources and you know it's it's not something you can learn overnight you know, it's just, yeah. this is something. When I got to the military in the summer of 2014, yeah, I really started getting into it. It's what? It's the summer 2019. Mm-hmm. It's what? Five years.
1: It, I, yes, it is. That's good for you? The, Look at that yes, big math brain.
0: Exactly. I had a, <laughs> you, you. You heard me moving my fingers. <laughs>
1: yeah, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn calluses, boy. <laughs> Oh oh speaking of calluses Okay you, you know how my feet are. You know it's like you know an an a wild animal. It mm-hmm. just no hair because you know, pale yeah. as hell and no hair. Um so my wife picked up this thing and it's like it looks it's got a it's black the it's like a um a ladle almost like uh but the the curved spoon portion is very very coarse. It's like uh, that non-skid shit you see on, on a ship that keep you from sliding. Like, mm-hmm. I- I imagine having yeah. a sandpaper that's like two grit or like one grit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Very coarse. And <laughs> she's like, you know, hey, she's like, you just put it on like on your bottom of your feet. And she's like, you wait until your feet your feet are nice and wet. And then you're, like, you'll like you scrub it with it and get all that. Because listen, folks, if you haven't seen my feet... You know, I live in Hawaii, and since I got back, I managed to regrow my skin soles, as you would call it, because I'm either walking barefoot or I've <laughs> got a pair of slippers, which Hawaii, okay, I'm a flip-flops, in Hawaii, they call it slippers, which is not with an E-R at the end, it's S-L-A, hold on, slip, S-L-I-P-B-A, yes, Slipper. yes, I had to- <laughs> <laughs> wow! I can't count or, or oh yeah, bell, but uh, yeah, it's it's um spell that one's spell <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can't do either um so yeah it, it's I've got this like major thick skin just it's insane like I actually have a brush like when I shower and I wash my feet I'll scrub them then I'll take like the brush this little um, you know it's like the little wooden handle. And it's got the little fiber things for putting the when you're shaving to put the the stuff on your face. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. I actually would use that. Yeah. And I would use just get the in the cracks and shit and the calluses at the bottom of my feet because you're so thick. It's like I have my own sole, my own rubber sole. It's just skin. So basically, like scratch. have you
1: seen those videos that they got with the guys like cutting the calluses off their feet with knives?
0: Yes, yes, I've seen that. I've actually done that. Oh god, dude, that that yeah. gets me. <laughs> hey, you remember the picture I I sent you of the the two quarters and the? <laughs> yeah, that was gross. Anyways, oh, no, I. I uh, mm-hmm. So the last two days I've been using that in like in like holy shit, that takes quite a bit off. I mean, granted, you, just, you get this black <laughs> grit stuff and you're rubbing against your feet. So you know, in the shower, and then you look in the bottom of the shower, you see all these black little specks that came from it. But like you're literally grinding your skin down. And, yeah. Uh, so it's 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 pretty interesting. I mean, I still have a ways to go because I just started it. But you know, I'm uh, I'm not gonna get no pedicure. Wait, is it pedicure, we well, see. Pedicures the hands. Yeah, a hand. it's a yeah, pedicure.
1: Okay. Pedicures, but see now when I was running like half marathons as workouts in Hawaii, Mm -hmm. my feet were getting really bad, Mm -hmm. like really bad. I was like, I got, and so I I broke, man. I went and got a pedicure, Mm -hmm. and I went up there and they did the whole soak thing, and she got all my ingrown toenails for me, cleaned them all up, put a nice clear lacquer on them bitches, and then she like held my foot up and they had that little razor scraper. Yeah. And that lady started going to town on one foot, and she actually stopped and went, "Whoo!" and then went back to doing it again. I was like, "Hell yeah, get them feet!" Oh man, yeah. Lowest Wait. mileage I see in a day is six miles, so, baby. So, yes.
0: Yeah, so, so this is a, a new thing for me with my feet. It's it's a new thing. I, I'm uh, I'm doing a little construction on the soles of my feet.
1: They feel so good once they once that crap comes off too. You're like,
0: oh yeah there there's uh anyways um i right. i uh, let let us get into this book okay um yeah go ahead. the travels and adventures of david c bunnell and there's a whole lot of list of shit that's after all right so i'm a what the hell is that noise i don't there's no dogs in here there's... are you there yeah okay i heard a weird i'm here okay I'm not sure what that noise was. Okay, I know I had to be surprised it I shouldn't be. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so, this guy, David Bunnell, as I mentioned, we'll call him Biscuits Number Two. He was born in uh, May of 1793 in Cheshire, Connecticut. Um, now, when he was about two, his father dies at sea. Um, shit, when, when did the Revolutionary War end? It was, uh... Hey, what, huh? The Revolutionary War? Yeah, I can't remember. I'm
1: thinking of the Civil War. Uh, no, no. 1774?
0: Oh, I think it... Oh, uh, I think it was after that. I'm like... No. What? Oh. Revo. <sighs> I'm googling. No, I'm. I didn't pay going. attention
1: in history class. Go ahead. Go ahead. Google your ass off. Tell me what's. Yeah. Seventeen
0: eighty three. Seventeen seventy five. Oh, okay. Seventeen eighty three. Okay, so he was born ten years after, uh, uh, after the Revolutionary War. But you, you, you see the Revolution. frame time. Yeah. What did I say?
1: Revelationary. Breve- which is kind of worrisome.
0: <laughs> oh, this I've had a revelation. So. <laughs> this is gonna be fun, yeah. 1793, Cheshire, Connecticut, two years old. Dad kicks the bucket at sea. Um. Uh, yeah. That's about that a bitch. <laughs> so after a while, gets a little older, and well, his mom becomes kind of an asshole. She uh, gives him up to a uh, as, as an apprentice to a gentleman. Um, a stone cutter, and this was up in. Uh, in New York. Mother decides, mm-hmm. hey, you're, you're, you're his depre- apprentice. Have fun. I'm going to Delaware. Yep, she's a bitch. Turns out the master was an asshole. Um, treated him like shit. Beat him once in a while. So he, he decides to run away. He goes to sea. gets to like a small little ship or whatever. And it wrecks. <laughs> Not too far from shore, but yeah. it, it wrecks. So, y'all he, heard that right the damn first boat <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay so I, I the first half three shipwrecks <laughs> okay anyways so he runs away gets on a vessel fucking shipwrecks he's back on land turns out his master um the asshole mr J, because uh it didn't for uh what do you call it whatever reasons he said he didn't want to write his full name in there. But Mr. J comes, he puts out a bounty of $10. Which back then, $10 is like God knows what it is now. Probably probably more like a grand. Yeah.
1: I would suspect. I, I, I mean, that's, a, yeah. that's a goodly sum of uh, monetary value. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude. Hey dude, sorry. At at one point he gets like $50 and he's like, I forgot where he was. For like fifty dollars, he decides I'm just gonna drink myself until the money's gone. Fifty dollars, what do you think? That's like a few grand? That's Oh yeah. (laughs) Imagine spending a few grand on just just boosting it up, eating, sleeping, whatever, and when you're out of money, go back to sea. Anyways, Crash Wrecks we called it the Navy. We were there. <laughs> well, he, like I said, crash Rex, Master puts Master J puts up a uh, bounty, and uh, comes to find him, takes him back. So David, or should I say, Biscus Number Two, is like fuck this. I'm out of here. I ain't gonna fuck with this dude anymore. So he escapes. He gets on a British ship bound for Halifax, and he managed to be paid at uh, twelve dollars a month for it for his service. Now here's the thing. When back back around, huh which that's uh, pretty good back around this time and I believe this is right before the British and French Wars and um, there's a name for the specific war. I can't remember but uh, it was one of the British French ones and when I say you got onto a British ship yeah the guy was British or whatever it was his ship but it was like a just like a nothing ship imagine you know someone taking a, a sailing vessel or you know, like a small little yacht or something saying, hey, I'm going to head over here. I'll give you a few bucks or whatever is one of my helping hands. We get over there. You know, I can either, I'll come back here or you find someone else. That's basically the, what he did for quite a few years. So he gets on this ship. Captain gives him 12 bucks a month. He does this. Yeah. Hits the Halifax. Okay. And after mm-hmm. a while, this guy's like, you know what? to kind of dig this dude. I'm going to make him an apprentice. Um, David's 21 at this time. Um, and he learns to do specific things. Like... He what work, uh, what's what's up? Yeah, are you there? That's 21. You, 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 yeah, I'm here. You're roboted again. Okay. Um, I'm here. I'm <clears throat> so here. he learns to make chowder for the first time. This includes pork, potatoes, and fish. Nice. Another meal they have at sea traditionally, a lot of sailors back then, was salt beef and potatoes. So you had a lot mm-hmm. of fish, potatoes, pork, and salt beef. That was your, you know, those were your, the food that you have. Um, traditionally for, you know, sea going. Um, so what happens here is, on this ship, they end up battling a French privateer ship. Now, when I say a privateer ship, this is more like, Kind of like privates or pirates, but not exactly. It's like these guys are commissioned French.
1: by governments.
0: Um, yeah, per they, se, it, it's like were, a legal.
1: Privateers f- were commissioned by governments to take down enemy boats.
0: Yes, a legal form of pirate. Have you seen Ma- mastering? Yes,
1: conscriptions, though, they were conscripted by. Certain foreign governments to take them out. If you have seen Master and Commander, Far Side of the World, the Acheron was a privateer ship, mm-hmm. wasn't that Actually, a French boat just went out and wrecked ship for the French.
0: Yeah, and 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 basically, in, in a short speak to simplify it, is illegal pirates, kind of sort of whatever. Anyways, um, the ship is on sure. in a bat, battling a French privateer ship. This was around near Saint uh, Domingo. Or Dom Domingo, yeah, is it mm-hmm. Domingo? Something Domingo, Domingo, Saint S- uh, Santa
1: Domingo or something like that. Saint
0: Dominic, yeah, there we go. Whatever. Um, and basically he becomes a powder monkey. What a powder monkey is is basically the guys that are manning the cannons. He passes the powder, you know, to to each of the mists because you gotta put yeah. you put the powder in, you know, and then you shove the ball in, you know, or whatever the you know you're gonna have whatever some type of whatever it is, um and. That's what he was. He was a powder muck. He was first time in combat. Uh, 21 years of age. The the French privateer ship lost. So, it's a good thing. What's up? You're lagging a little bit. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay.
1: I can hear you fine. Like, I haven't missed a thing you've said. Oh, okay.
0: Um... They, after the battle, and they, they won against the French privateer ship, they land in uh, Port-au-Prince, Haiti. At this time, mm-hmm. uh, estimate 1804, because that was the year that uh, uh, Port-au-Prince, or the blacks took control of Haiti. mm mm-hmm. um, <sighs> Now, David describes this as far as, you know, these guys were like half-dressed, half-naked, you know, they really didn't have a much organized, it was, it it was somewhat, it was loosely organized structure, you know, and it's just to him, he thought it was funny, you know what I mean, he, he just wasn't, Mm -hmm. uh, not something normal you would see, um, but yeah, this was around the time that the blacks took control of, of Haiti, and I believe, yeah, that was around 1804, give or take a year, um, this guy um, on this ship, this captain's first mate' is kind of an asshole he abuses David mm-hmm. pretty much beats him often so David's like, "Fuck this shit, I'm out of here." Yeah. Mm-hmm. once again, he escapes <laughs> so he meets up with this, uh, he meets up with this black dude on uh, on Haiti who takes him to a British ship. The name of this one is a Diana mm-hmm. a come out of Liverpool with the name of Captain William. Um, this captain sets him up says, hey, 20 bucks a month, be my deckhand, come on, we'll go. So that's what he does. Um, <clears throat> prior to shipping off, he goes to a safe house. And this place is about nine miles out of uh, Port-au-Prince. Um, In it, it, a particular place at the time called Nine Mile Watering Place. I have tried to find this and I, I need to look into some like historians to find out what What's what was named that and what it is now. Let's kind of get a good location of it. Um, I just really yeah. haven't put too much effort into it. So <clears throat> he goes out there and he's waiting for it. Come to find out that uh, there's about 40 black soldiers en route to the safe house and surrounding it. And they actually were commissioned by the previous uh, ship's first mate, the dude that abused him. So mm-hmm. fight. And, and this, David's in there with a few other sailors that are waiting to go on that, on the ship, uh, Diana. So, they realize they're coming here. They're, you know, they surround the, uh, they manage to get out of the house and kind of hide in these bushes or whatever. So, these, these black dudes, they come and surround the surround, fight ensues. I'd say, what was it, like um, 25 or whatever of the blacks ended up being killed. It, mm-hmm. it, it was a pretty good brawl. Um, they managed to get out. Yeah. They hit on this Diana. Um, like I said, this was a ship out of Waterpool or a uh, Liverpool. Um, this one had 20 guns. Um, they were alongside two other ships: one, the Eliza, with 14 guns, and the Henry, with 16 guns. So all three of them, they head out. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing you know, you got French uh, seven French vessels or privateers that come out. So a battle ensues. Um, the Henry it suffers so much damage, they gotta go into Jamaica to get fixed. So, you've got the Diana, which Dave's on, and the Eliza. Well, they went to a massive gale, they get separated, and, um, Diana suffers a lot of damage from that. Um, let's see here, they had, a um, several leaks in the hole, they had a broken pump, and I say about half of their cargo was dumped overboard. Um, A lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, the weight, it was dragging them over, water was getting in, they already had a pump that was broken, they were trying to get the water out, so they got to raise the ship out of the water, you know, at least get it to raise up a little, you got to lighten the load. So, (laughs) they did this, and come to find out, they put too much out, the water they had is really scarce, so... um, at this point, people not only did that, they write, damn
1: it, we saved ourselves too well. How did we save ourselves too well? <laughs> well
0: it, it so everybody's suffering, like to the point, like when they, what little water they had, they run out of. So what do they do? They ration out wine, and <laughs> like you're only getting like a small thing of wine, like a day. Same with the water. Oh, so oh, gosh. so so that would what is killer? You, see, you know what Dave does to uh, try to help, uh, you know, fight off his thirst? He chews on a piece of lead. That's
1: always smart.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's early 20s. He's, you know, dying of thirst. So let's chew on some lead. Don't worry about the poisoning. Who cares about that shit?
1: That's, that's right. Alexander the Great was a wussy. That's why lead killed him. I got this. <laughs>
0: Um, <clears throat> David comes up with this quote, Bennell, you are to be reserved for greater misfortunes than this. I love this quote and I yeah. swear to God with my last name, it really hits. Um, <clears throat> so in route to Liverpool, a storm hits. <laughs> and of course, you know, with Diana, they've already, you know, the Henry was damaged. He was in Jamaica. They get separated from Eliza and it's his only ship. And it's, it, cr- it crashes on the rocks next to the land. Seven people out of the whole ship survived, David being one of them. So, <laughs> um, they managed to uh, get off the ship before it completely sunk. And they scaled a few rocks, the rocks. And they footed it to Kinsale, Ireland. Okay? What's that smell? something burning? Put on. I don't know. Okay. Okay, all right. I thought I smelled smoke or, like, some electrical burning. Probably in my head. Anyways, um, like I said, you know, if you look up there, you straight, where you got, uh, right there, uh, Liverpool, you know, you kind of go up there, and uh-huh. that part, uh, what did I say, Kinsale, or Kinsale, Kinsale Ireland, it's, uh, that's, like, on the left where Ireland is. There's, like, a little straight. You want to go up a little farther and kind of hit the right, and that's where Liverpool is. Well, like I said, Storm mm-hmm. hits... They didn't make it. they hit rocks right there next to uh, Kinsale Ireland and they had a foot They had a foot up there, so once they get there, they managed to uh David managed to find another vessel hits over to Liverpool all right he's there um, now here's the thing. he's at England, and what are the English doing at their time is they're taking sailors you know it, it don't matter if you're just on a small vessel, a fishing vessel or whatever it is, even if you're yeah. an American what the British were doing at that time is saying, hey, you know what? We're taking you. We're gonna get, You're our uh, prisoner. You're going to work for us. So he's a little worried that this is going to happen to him. Um, <clears throat> he gets women's clothes. He dresses up in drag. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> he, he does this, kind of moves around in town. This is one of my
1: favorite parts <laughs> of the story I've read so far. Like, dude, <laughs> full on, got away wig, bought Dude's rocking his dress. Also, camisole. This dude killed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. The most amazing thing I've read. Like, opened this hardcore sailor. Been through three, you know, three sinkins already. <laughs> run away from so many bosses. He's already been in like and two And will major... dress like a woman. Yeah, he's been in. Went full tootsie. Yeah, two...
0: full tootsie to get this job. <laughs> he's been in two battles. <laughs> one of them a major one. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What two or three shipwrecks at this point? Two shipwrecks at this point. Yeah, I mean it's just amazing. And then let now let's go RuPaul on this ship. I ain't yeah. done yet. <laughs> so he finds a safe house, okay. And this this is one of those where a press gang, um, usually a press gang is kind of like it's that's what the British you know the troops they would use to find you know sailors to they prison them and force them to whatever. So <clears throat> this press game they they come up around and um they I guess they had heard of him or something that hey there's an American in the area we're gonna we're gonna take this guy prisoner he's gonna work for us well mm-hmm. David managed to escape in the rain this is like a rainy night and he's like jumping from rooftop to rooftop <laughs> okay and he yeah still has his female clothes all right and, It's raining. Lightning's hitting. He managed to escape them, evade them. He climbs into an attic of a house, okay? He gets in this attic and tries to go to sleep. Not that he doesn't realize that, you know, there's just a little bit one of those, like, attic things, doors, or whatever it is, those ladders that kind of swing down. Um, There's this hump of feathers, or this pile of feathers, or down, Mm or whatever the fuck it was. (laughs) Okay? Um, Let's see here. Oh, what? Wait, wait! wait. Skip the page. Oh, I skipped a page. Um, yeah. So he finds one in, and I guess he gets up at one point, trips, fall or rolls or into that down, and then falls down into like the regular floor, whatever it is of his house. Freaks out the woman. Okay, it <laughs> just totally <Yeah>. just <laughs> fucks her up because he's not only he's soaking wet, but he's got down just stuck to him. He looks like a giant chicken. <laughs> So it's a fantastic description. <laughs> all right, so so he's just like, okay, calm down, calm down, and she's like, okay. He tells her what's going on, so she takes him back to the safe house because at that point, you know, the British are gone. Um, he managed to find a ship, uh, a British ship that's uh, um, called the Montezuma under a captain Smith. Um, he takes his female clothes with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they head out and arrive in. Surin- uh, Suriname, and this is at a, uh, um, let's see, this is like a northeastern country in South America. Um, the country Suriname, they get at the base of this river, the Suriname River, and they proceed up there uh, to the town uh, Paramaribo, okay? I'm pretty sure I did not pronounce that right, but like I said, this country hits, you know, the sea that hits the foot of the, the mouth of the river. Channel up the river, hit this town. Wappity booba, dippity zay, zippity oh, whatever. Okay, so... <laughs> the ship gets boarded by a Dutch warship. Four of the sailors are taken, okay? He managed to hide. So Dave isn't... Dave, you know, he he gets by. But four of the sailors on that ship are taken by the Dutch and forced into, you know, forced into uh, servitude, fight wars, whatever. Um mm-hmm. <clears throat> Now at this point, once the uh, the ship lands ashore, uh, most of them on the Montezuma, they decide, "Fuck this, we're out of here. We want this. We don't want this to happen. This is a normal, you know, occurrence. You'll you'll hear me talk about. It happens throughout the war. Because back then, being a sailor was a pretty dangerous thing. If you didn't get to the shipwreck yeah. and die. Or get in a battle with whether it's the French, the Dutch, or the British and die. You know, you get to a, a foreign soil. You just want to catch another ship and go somewhere else you don't care where. You don't want to get imprisoned by one of the military to be forced to work. So, yeah, it's, it's um, it, you know, you think of sailors nowadays compared to sailors back then. Sailors back then were badass. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> very, very dangerous life. A, a, a good, a good well-paying life to the most Sometimes part. Sometimes a year and a half at a
1: time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even if it's a few months, yeah. you know. And you didn't die at sea you get scurvy or some weird <laughs> infection in your balls or, you know. Yeah. It will
0: swell up like melons. That's another thing, like the diseases and shit. <laughs> so, Okay, so um, he befriends a Captain Wilson. It's a, uh, um, a British ship. This belongs to London. And um, he ends up having to wear this female clothes again. Just complete going RuPaul. And he does this because he has to be hidden to keep himself hidden. Okay? That way he's not being taken, forced into World war with whatever a British warship. Now, this ship's bound yeah. for England. It stops at uh, to, uh, Tobago, Grenada, Barbados, uh, St. Catharsis, Nevis, Tortolo, And uh, these are like just all along the West Indian, uh, West Indy Islands. Um, And they Mm -hmm. do this because they're collecting all the ships bound for England. And this is not, not warships, but like just all the regular sailing vessels. Okay. They're going through all these uh, West Indy Islands to collect everybody. Um, Now there is a British command, uh, a British uh, man of war that is, you know, in charge of that. But this more for like a safety sake, because... Hey, they're fighting the Dutch and the French, so they actually—it's 360 vessels total. Can you imagine that? 360 mm. ships all bunched in together, heading across the ocean from the from the West Indies all the way to England. Can you imagine that? Just the sheer number—it's just—I—I I, I try to picture it in my head. I can't. It's just so—it's. I thought when we like
1: thought we had a ship near each other it looked you know, kind of packed. Yeah. Like cuz you know when normally when you're well, you weren't a surface sailor you were subs but like normally when you're sailing you don't see anybody man. Yeah. Like it's rare when you just happen to see somebody way out in the damn distance.
0: But I mean when you in 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 a uh, uh, I forgot what the term is called for the you know the battle group and or I whatever couldn't huh? imagine being that close to so many boats. Well, you got, what, normally like 5 or 10 or 15, and today he's like battle, yeah, battle group? Battle You're talking 360, okay?
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: It is, I mean, it is fucking, I mean, it's just, he describes more of it, but it's just, I, I picture that, man. That's fucking a strong That's awesome, okay? So, after about a 104-day voyage, they arrive at the Thames River, Okay. Um, for they travel up the Thames River for more days. i land in London um, He receives three months pay um, of, of a 10 pounds for a month for his, his um, What was it to uh, uh, for his, his service on the ship, okay um, mm-hmm. He gets three months worth of pay. It's kind of like an extra incentive or whatever it was other than his I think $20 a, a month so what does he do with this money? He uses it and he goes to a navigation school. He does this for 3 months. That's smart. And he also goes to uh, uh drawing school for a month. And he becomes, you know, at a well he becomes a great navigator. You know, so at this point, you know, he's going from like just a simple deckhand to like a uh um the captain's first mate or whatever Cook to a mm-hmm. uh, uh, what was it I called the monkey? Uh, We're talking about a powder monkey. Powder monkey, yes. So he's already filled a few positions. He's already been he's only been at sea for just a couple of years by this point. All right, so he's mm-hmm. he's moving up in the world. He's actually doing pretty good. Um, he's experienced two major battles, two shipwrecks at this point. <laughs> been on been on American English and British, or been on a, a Br- or, sorry, he's been on British, French, and English ships at this point or American ships at this point So, um, while he's there, mm-hmm. he's in a, uh, he stays at a, uh, um, what's, what's called a, um Shit, what's the, t- a boarding house Basically, like a boarding house is back then is yeah. when sailors, you know, they, they come back from a ship And let's say that ship's not going out for a while or they want to find another one They hook up in a boarding house Um, This could be someone that owns a house that's got a few rooms that doesn't live there, but they're like, hey, you know, this is, we're going to board you up here. But the thing is, during your time there, you have to, you know, actively search for employment to sail out somewhere else. David doesn't do Mm -hmm. this. His landlady, because sometimes the, the rooms are in a family home. And obviously he lies to the lane lady, because he's spending four months in schooling, saying, hey, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm looking for a ship, I ain't found one yet. Oh, no, this one's not so great, they don't need me, so I'm waiting for another one. He's pretty much feeding her full of shit. So she's like, alright, I'm gonna rat you out. So she rats him out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, so, I, what's up? I said, smart lady. So he escapes. Once again, a situation where he's gotta escape, because yeah, how many times has he done it by now? I lost count. <laughs> He's gotten pretty good at it. Four? Oh, <laughs> uh, he doesn't. There. He doesn't want to be captured by a, a magistrate and forced into, you know, either put in prison or forced into, you know, um, a man of war or whatever you want to call it. So he boards the ship, the Pomona. It's under a captain, not, and it's heading for Grenada. And um, he goes out, lands in Grenada. By this point, um, he's kidnapped by a crew of the HMS Grenada, all right? And he's forced to sail with them. Um, He decides, instead of using his name, David Bunnell, he's going to call himself David Curtis, which is a smart thing at the time. Um, He's with them. He's he's forced into servitude of the the uh, British uh, warship, the Grenada, for about nine months. And he ends up becoming a captain's servant. Um, once back on land, the captain's wife and niece arrive from England. Well, he got David falls in love with the uh, captain's uh, niece, Eliza. The captain he's like, you know, hey, you know, he's falling in love. I want to marry her. The captain's like, fuck no, you <laughs> know, ain't fucking happening. Get the fuck out of here, get back to the ship, I'll beat your ass type of thing. You know what I mean? It's like, are you fucking kidding mm-hmm. me? So yeah, he's a prisoner, forced, you know, even though the, the captain's like, I kind of like this dude, he's going to work a little closer. So David's like, yo, I love your daughter, how about it? Can I get your uh, permission? Fuck you, get the fuck out of here. That's what happens. So he managed nice. to escape. He, he steals a cutlass and a brace of pistols. Now, a cutlass is a sword. It's a, you know, that, that's a, a fighting sword that was used at the time. A brace mm-hmm. of pistols. Okay, l- let me explain this to people. This would be like a leather type of, uh, there could be different designs. It could have a belt that goes around and then a leather piece that goes up from the belt across the chest over one shoulder and back. And this is one where you're going to have multiple pistols. You're actually gonna have, and it's gonna be not only on the belt portion, but you'll have them like one after another, ah! on the leather. pe what? Did you get hurt? Stub toe. My, my cat just my cat just clawed my
1: no my cat just clawed my leg. Evidently, he wants attention. Like he jumped up and like grated his
0: claws down my thighs. <laughs> <coughs> but oh, <you, coughs> sorry. You you get with a, uh, a brace of pistols. You can have anywhere between two to like eight pistols. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a badass look. I, you know, I, I, I had to look it up. It's pretty badass, because you know you that could have great. one or two on the waist, and then this 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 leather sash that goes across your check chest over the back comes down. You could have like one from the left, one from the right, one from the left above it, one from the right above it. I mean, you've got a bunch of pistols in there. You want to fight? You, you know, you got your cutlass, you got your pistols. Typically back then it took a while to load them. That's why they would have more and would call it a a, a Brace of pistols because you're gonna use Mm -hmm. the you're gonna use those rounds off You know and typically you would just throw them down you would grab so you would kill someone you would grab their pistol Put it in either use it or put it in the uh, one of the uh, pouches for the uh, uh, holsters so He ends up using those later on, but that's kind of cool. I I, I kind of want, want my own brace of pistols right now, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. Um, and you,
1: hmm? you know, it looked awesome, like a bandolero for shotgun shells, but with just like all these awesome little. <laughs> it had to be the most imposing thing ever to see somebody like, holy shit!
0: <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I looked it up and it was fuck. It was amazing. I was like, I have to have one even if I don't even if I can't afford a ton of pistols I just want one you know I'll put a beer in each I'll put a beer in each holster (laughs) are you going out to the bar here let me let me yeah (laughs) okay anyways he escapes Um, he's and uh, he's uh, um, he's tracked down and he has to fight with a few a few of the soldiers he ends up killing one and then runs off he runs away again escapes Really good escaping from people in <laughs> bad mm-hmm. situations, for the most part. He um, is. He, I mean, this guy's so Houdini. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, he's already killed a few people so far. Um, yeah. He, ma- he ended up coming across the uh, main passage on an American ship called the Perseverance.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he gets on there. The British managed to search that ship, but they didn't find him. Okay, another time he managed to evade being captured when a <laughs> British, Dutch, or French, you know, fighting vessel <laughs> bores to say, Hey, we're going to take a few people. Dude's, pre- Dude's pretty lucky so far, if you want to call that luck. Oh, my. <laughs> so, he sails about three days out outside, um, away from Gren- Grenada. He's then captured by the French. He's forced to port in the harbor of, uh, uh, he says... The way he spells it is Marigot, which what I look today is called Marigot, M-A-R-I-G-O-T. It's on the mm-hmm. island of St. Martin. Um, I, I did a lot of fact checking on this. And because back then, you know, even if you were educated, you still sometimes your pronunciation or spelling is something you may think is correct. But come to find out, it's, you know, a small error, but it's actually something else. What he wrote down, I had to look, and of course, you know, obviously I go from Saint you know, I go Saint Martin the Island, go from there. He there's a harbor there. Well there's a couple of harbors in Saint in Saint Martin. So he says, uh, you know, in the book he describes that there's a fort. You know, so just a matter of kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, just uh, um trial by or whatever you want to call the term. I managed to figure it out. It's actually really it was really simple. Didn't take long. So um <clears throat> Like I said he's captured by the French and they're forced to port in Saint Saint Martin. At this point the American sailors they're not imprisoned, okay? Cuz the French are like, "Hey, mm-hmm. we just want the possessions and we want your ship. Other than that, we don't give a fuck about you." So, um they're like, "Hey, this is what we're going to do. Um we're going to they actually would pay them a compensation. You know, they were t- they they were captured and they're like, "Hey, we're taking all your shit, but you know what? We're going to pay you a little bit." And we're gonna get a vessel. Mm-hmm. We're gonna take you an island nearby called Partholomew. And <laughs> so, a majority of the of the sailors do go. David decides, no, I'm gonna stay. You know, he kind of likes the uh, he likes the, the the island as far as you know the beauty, the the being able to survive off of it, the the food, agriculture, mm-hmm. and everything. He's like, yeah, I can stay here for a while. So he does this, and he managed to procure a boarding house. He has a roommate by the name of Pillars. Pillars is kind of an asshole. You'll you'll mm-hmm. see about this later. It's kind of sad what happens, but you know, we we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. He takes a job as an overseer of a sugar worker, and this is by the owner of the boarding house. Um he then falls in love with the owner of the boarding house's daughter, Elizabeth, who actually Pillars had a fondness for. But it turns out Elizabeth liked David and not Pillars. And she's uh okay and at this time st martin the island is divided between the french and the dutch dutch uh, it has half of the island the french has the other half but they had an agreement and mm-hmm. it just it's how it was um she's half french half british and he falls in love you know they spend a lot of time together um let's see what happens here um oh yeah, one of the things that he's asked to do is take a ship with supplies from Saint Martin to a uh, island of Saint Karts. Well, I looked up, I couldn't find Karts. Come to find out, it's Barts, B-A-R-T-S. So it's just yeah, like Saint Bart's. Yeah, it's, it's the next island over, just uh, east of them. So he takes the ship with supplies. He takes it to Saint mm-hmm. Bart's, gets in the ship to head back to Saint Martin. Well, the British stop him, say, "Hey, no," you know. You're going back there. You obviously with the French, not going to have it. You're going to go back to Barts, and you're not going to Saint Martin again. So that's kind of what happens. He waits out a few days, about three days or so, and he manages to get the vessel out and heads back at Saint Martin. Okay. Mm-hmm. It comes to the part to where there's a few islands that are near Saint Martin to west of it that are being captured and taken over by the French. Okay. And like I said, Saint Martin is uh, they're Dutch and French, and they're at war with the British. So they they need they're like okay we have a fort here with cannons, it's just it's not demolished or destroyed but it is just it's worn down hasn't been used in you know in quite a few decades so like hey we need yeah. people so David volunteers for the he he joins the volunteer corps, okay and this is in support of the French he ends up getting a commission as a lieutenant okay now these Damn. these volunteer corps they're not sailors these are grunts okay. They went into yeah. they went into fix this uh, uh, this fort up, and then to you know fix the cannons up, get it set up for a battle, and of course that's end what happened. Lieutenant Benell, Lieutenant David I kind of like that ring. Wish it was mine. That's kind of nice. I was Sergeant David Benell. Fucking assholes. And you were was, never officer material. Shut up. I know. <laughs> hey, I could have been, if I was if I joined the military, if I was like 20, 30 years older, I could have been. Anyways. Um, at, at this point in time, you know, she knows, you know, she's like, okay, he's going back and forth. He's going to help her build, comes back home, goes back, you know, whatever, getting this stuff up. Uh, he managed to, or she comes up to visit him. She's like, Hey, I have a wedding date. I want my wedding date to be 10 July, 1810. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or July 10th of 1810. Okay. He's like, all right, let's do this. Now, at that point, the current date is the 29th of June of 1810. Uh, a few days later, on July 3rd, 1810, the British attack Fort Louis. Uh, Fort, no, Fort Louis, or yeah, Fort Louis and Margot St. Martin, okay, or Marigot St. Martin. July 4th, 1810, two of the three ships, uh, the ships of war, they close in, but they're not within gunshot. Um, and then. The British managed to land their men. Or uh, it was approximately 300 men. I think I mentioned this earlier. Uh huh. There were uh, 300 men, three divisions, each with a hundred, and so up where this uh, uh, this uh, um, um, this fort is, it's kind of up on a hill. Basically, there's a road that kind of zigzags or uh, uh, switchback, I like to call it. So, uh-huh. 100 of the men they go up that. The other 200 split off one goes up in the brush on the left side the other goes on the right side they can't make it the vegetation is too thick and it's just they're making no headway so as the one that gets up they're pretty much to the top they go back down the other 200 they come up the middle mm-hmm. here's where it gets pretty cool okay um as they get up there that first hunter may come in all right <laughs> they open up and there's like two circle tiers of where the, uh, there's like the outer wall of the fort then the inner wall. So what they do is they, they leave the outer wall open and they're kind of in between the outer and inner wall. They set up a few cannons. They wait till the guys come in, a few pot shots taken off. They come in through the second one, close that off, you know, the inner, the inner part of the fort and then complete 180 on the other side, you've got your double doors, the inner and the outer to get out the other way. So they put up, a, they got a couple cannons set up. They put a long fuse. So by the time the British come in through the outer wall and then open up to come inside through the inner wall, these cannons are aimed right at them. It just blows yeah. through like a hundred dudes. A <laughs> hundred plus dudes. Damn. And it's just, you know, I mean, I think of the ingenious of this, the the the, the, t- the strategy that they used, is it's awesome. I, I, I picture in my head, I just see body parts. Flying, I see just missed the pink and just red, and I just, I get excited. It kind of sounds demented. I don't care. Anyways, um, no, no, you're all right. <laughs> so the fight ensues. You know, the other 200 come up, and a majority of their troops, they're on horseback. David as well is on horseback. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the British officers um, that's there, he's actually of the uh, the Royal Marines, or the British Marines at the time, because they had them with their naval ships. He recognized mm-hmm. David from a previous, uh, I forgot which one it was, which vessel previously did he escape from, and he pretty much kind of told the officer to go fuck off. He, uh, mm-hmm. there, in the middle of the battle, he comes up to him, he, the guy yells David, he gets his attention, he's like, oh hey, I know this, runs up to him on the horse, Shoots and Point Blake in the fucking head, dead. This pretty <laughs> much, this pretty much is the start of the end of the battle, where they, the British Marines, they just, they give up because the leader's dead, All right? Yeah. So the French, you cut know, the head off the snake, the body dies, man. Exactly. Um, now at, at this point though, David is injured. Um, there's a, uh, he's got a small wound because one of the, the, the harness, whatever, the horse, someone is shot right there. And it bounced up and went through his leg. You know, Nothing, just a little bit of a tissue damage, nothing major. The officer's name was Warren. W-A-R-N. Possibly Warren. Or Warren. It's just, you know, like I mm-hmm. said about spelling back then. You know, you kind of have to really look in to see it. He was a captain in the Royal Marines. Shot dead. And, uh... With these Marines, the British Marines, the leaders killed, they decided to retreat. Okay, They've already lost, you know, at mm-hmm. the very beginning, they lost a third of the men. You know, and of course during the battle, yeah. you know, obviously they lost more. So they retreat and they head down to where the ship is. Come to find out that the ships that docked on land, they were shot to shit. <laughs> they just, okay. just, the, sh- the boats were no longer workable. There's a third one that's out. All right. <laughs> so They surrendered. And they're either um, they're they're surrendered. And here's the thing: they don't have enough prisons on Saint Martin to house all of them, so they're paroled. Uh huh. The they. I mean, can you can you imagine? If you just get a fight with three hundred dudes. You know, you got a half of them left. And you know, like, okay, we can't hold them prisoner anywhere. We can either kill them <coughs> all an or just put them on parole and get them to leave. So that's what they do. Hey, parole. All right. So, like I said, the battle July third, July fourth. Um, there is record of it. It's kind of hard to find. You really have to kind of search for Saint Martin and the name of the fort, and you'll kind of get the you'll get the date of it. Um, so I mean, it, the battle did exist.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, there's very very little, de- little detail about the battle. Um, I that's something where I need to talk to more historians to kind of get more information. Kind of difficult. Anyways, it can, yeah, can be done. All right. So, like I said. Um, prior to, it was uh, the 29th of June is when the fiance said, hey, I want to get married on the July 10th. Now we come to mm-hmm. July 9th, one day before the wedding. Uh, David and Elizabeth they take a walk around the estate, all right? And on the way returning at from, from the little, you know, they turn around and start heading back. Um, at this point, Elizabeth kind of walks off a few feet ahead of them and just, there's a flash. And, uh, um <clears throat> David doesn't, he just notices there's a flash and he sees his fiance's body just drop. alright someone Oh my god uh, The killer uh, shoots her with a musket ball through the heart. She pretty much dies. Oh, Jesus. She pretty much dies instantly. And he went to her. He had pretty much had a choice of, hey, I'm gonna go find out and follow who the killer is, or I'm gonna go to the aid of my the the mm-hmm. love of my life. Well he decides to go to the aid of love yeah. of his life. You know, and...
1: dumbass.
0: At this point... Yeah. <laughs> okay, this dude's been in prison a few times. He's he's had to fight, like, three major battles. He actually participating in winning one of them. Um, he's been through a no. few... He, he's he escaped from multiple shitty situations. Been in two... Two, two shipwrecks at this point. <laughs> All true. All yeah. true. And his love of his life is dead. To make matters worse... Yeah,
1: this is some shit fucking luck for this dude, I'm telling you. Yeah.
0: And that was only like 20 or... That's like 20-something or 30-something percent of the way through. Well, to make matters worse, Elizabeth Mutter just freaks out and loses it. She calls him a a murderer. He gets arrested... He's putting he's put in he's put in, uh, he's put in jail for why or nothing. Yeah, he's put in jail for a few days, and he's like, and he gets he gets tried. Oh he, my god! They actually convict him of it because back then it just you know it, it wasn't like it is what? nowadays. Yeah. Well, um, it comes time for the that f- is crazy. Three days after her death, it comes time for the funeral. Um, he does like a uh, um, mm-hmm. what was it a, a quarter inquiry a court... something where he's like, hey. Uh, He petitions to be able to attend the funeral, obviously by escort of, you know, Uh uh, prison wardens or whatever it is. Um, They refused. They said no. So not only did the love of his life get murdered right in front of him, he's convicted of murdering her and he's not allowed to go. At this point, mentally, he he just shuts down. Mentally, he's just like, whatever. Who wouldn't? I don't care. I'm fucking... He just mentally he's done. I mean, suicide probably, I think he wrote down that it crossed his mind a time or two. Um, He kind of, he actually wished it would happen right away instead of being prolonged and making the hurt and the pain that much worse.
1: Yeah, I can imagine.
0: (laughs) So, he talks to, uh, um, he he talks, he ends up getting like another quarter choir or another something, whatever, and he says, hey, listen, there is this old roommate I had named Pillars. Go check him out. Mm-hmm. He and I had an issue way back when, because I, we were both in love. She picked me, not him. Please go check him out. Go look into it. So that's what the that's what they do. The officials they go investigated and they they arrest him. He confesses and they arrest him. So you know, obviously the officials and everything they told the in-laws, and mm-hmm. and that this and it's just they're you know they're apologizing and everything. At this point, he's like, you know, it's okay. I, I'm not going to fault you. You know, I ask that you please just accept me as your son. Mm. Because their child's dead. Yeah. You know, their child's dead. So they're like, yes, and like you can stay with us. At this point, you know, the British, they're, the warning of the British that are, you know, they're going to take the island over. He's like, listen, uh-huh. I love you. I can't stay. I have to flee. I got to get out of here. Otherwise, I'm going to be imprisoned. I'll probably get hanged myself because I just murdered a, or he just killed a British officer, you know. Mm-hmm. So, it's 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 a no shit moment. At this far, so far, he is deser- He's been. Yeah. He's been. He's deserted the British military, even though he was forced to do so. He killed a British officer, during an escape, joins their French Volunteer Corps. Gets elected a lieutenant, and then he kills another British, uh, he kills a British Marine officer in charge of a beach invasion. So he, you know, these are the four things that he's got to deal with regarding the British that could really, you know, cause him to say, hey, we're going to sentence you to death. So he's like, shit, I got to go. Yeah. Um, Pillars, his old roommate, he ends up being executed on 6 August of 1810. He's executed for the murder of Elizabeth. Um,. <clears throat> No. Now, do you remember earlier about the British officer when he was forced to—he was imprisoned and forced to be in service of the British uh, during the war? Yeah. Remember, and they op- the captain. He becomes his like uh, servitude or whatever. Lets him go to you know his family's yeah. house or whatever, where his wife and niece come in. The niece Elizabeth that he falls in love with, and the captain's like, "Fuck you, no, you ain't on her." Well, turns out, Mister Digging's a British officer. Who's the one that married Eliza? He's on the island. He hears uh, David's there. And it just happens that he comes up to the house of Elizabeth's parents to purchase meat for the ship. That was the reason mm-hmm. that was what he came there for. He gets there talking to Father and everything. Doesn't even, you know, David and him, they don't see each other right away. When it comes down to sit down to eat, because they offer him, hey, you know, we got your provisions come on, sit down, have dinner with us. Because that was kind of a customary thing to do back in the day. So he's like, okay. David yeah. comes in, sits down, right away, doesn't even recognize it until the, you know, until when he does look up, both of them see eye to eye. And it's it's an oh shit moment, right? <laughs> okay? This is a total oh shit moment. But the the British officer, Mr. Dickens, is actually pretty cordial about it. He waits until afterwards and he says, David, may I speak with you for a moment, privacy? So he does that. Okay? And he tells him, he's like, listen, I heard you were here, and it's been my duty to arrest you for the murder of a British Marine officer, Captain Warren, or Warren. Now, Dickens says, listen, with the past and everything, you know, that I've known about you, I'm going to, and because of, you know, Eliza, I'm going to grant you some leniency. I'm going to give you a chance to flee. So that's what David does. Mm-hmm. The next morning, you know, he says, hey, I want you, next morning, I want you to flee. So he makes his way to uh, College Long Bay, David does. It's on the north side of the island. I That one I have not looked to see if that's the correct uh, wording, verbiage, spelling, or whatever. Eventually I will. That's why I'm taking my notes. Um, it's on the north mm-hmm. side of the island. And it um, just happens this ship, is this guy's name was Michael. He was actually a very good friend of Pillars. You know, the guy that killed uh-huh. his wife. And Michael totally say, refuses to say, hey, you You can step on board of my ship. You know, fuck you, I'll fucking kill you. David's like, all right. Yeah. He runs, just happens as he, you know, kind of walks off. He runs into a few old sailor buddies of his. These are the guys when they were captured by the French. Remember when I told you the French, were like, they captured them? Yeah. Like, we want your provisions and your ship. You guys, after that, we're going to get you, you know, whatever, a few dollars a day until we get you the fuck out of here. Couple of them, he met. Yeah. They came back to Saint Martin's, like, hey, you know, hey, talking whatever. He's like, listen, this is what's going down. This guy Michaels, this is our ship. We got to get out of here. The British are coming. They're already here. They're gonna take us in. They'll probably kill us. So they're like, hey, we need to get, we need to get Michael. We need to convince him. So they go there, and convince him in a more of a, uh, should I say, uh, an assertive, an aggressive type way. Um, with mm-hmm. firearms and the uh threat of death or what you would call it um <clears throat> where, where we go? here we go basically their plan was to take the ship and sail to saint bart's um mm-hmm. so he talks to mike and he says hey you know here's the deal we're gonna go down you know and you're going to once we get there you can keep your ship keep your visions. you can take the ship go back you won't see us again he says, either we can do that, yeah. or you can get it the fuck off the ship, and we're going to take it. You decide. Michael's like, well, this is my livelihood. Fuck no, I'll go with you. I'll deal with it. They give back. He, makes, he says, hey, make a promise. You don't know us. You know, you didn't see us. This didn't happen. Mike says, okay. He even get, Dave even gives him money. So you kind of see how this kind of mm-hmm. goes. He's like, this guy's best friends with the man that murdered the love of my life. And he, you know, yeah. <clears throat> he treats him as a, you know... He, he, David's a dick at first, but he ends up treating him as a, a you know, cordially. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's pretty impressive. So, um, <clears throat> they get a St. Bart's and they manage to, uh, set passage on a ship to, uh, to New York. This ship is called the Harar or H A R A R E. This, like I said, is bound for New York, and the captain said, Hey, 12 bucks, 12 dollars a month. You know, you be my, you know, be one of my sailors, one of my, you know, my sands or whatever you want to call it. I'll give you twelve bucks a month. We'll hit in New, New York, no problem. All right, let's mm-hmm. do this. So, David says goodbye to his friends because they don't want to go with him. They want to go off do whatever. He says bye. At this point, you know, the house that he goes to, a British officer from Saint Martin happens to come in, and he's in there with a couple officers, and they're, they're there to capture and take David. You know, I mean, so mm-hmm. it, it, you see the, the British got a hard-on for for David at this point. You know, they... they, oh. they oh, yeah. You know, they, he started to kill a couple British officers, and he's... You know, it, it doesn't look good for him at this point. But he managed to escape. New. He managed to escape. Again, for the umpteenth time, escape from a situation that could have been really bad. And, uh... <clears throat> I know, right? (laughs) Anyways, he gets on board the ship. Crazy. Horror. And um, I don't have the name of the captain for this one. He did not mention it. Now, on August 2nd of 2010, I'm sorry. Really? Did I put 2010? 2010? (laughs) I'm a few hundred years off. Hold on. I need a rewrite. Only. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: minimal. I mean, why even bring it up? Uh barely even a mistake. Oh right,
0: there we go. Oh, wow they totally big fat marker. Okay so it's the 2nd of August in the year 1810. There's six he's on this ship the Harare Harar the Harare whatever you want to the Harari the Hararum. the Harhar the Harhar The Harar <laughs> the there we go okay there, he's on it bound for Newark and they're six miles from the nearest land. Obviously, this isn't New York, but from the closest land, there's 600 miles, and this just happens to be, you know, the coast of uh, uh, South Carolina. A huge Mm -hmm. gale, a huge gale hits, okay? And one of the deckhands doesn't get one of the sails, one of the particular sails down in time to be able to compensate for, you know, the extreme wind and the waves. So the gale managed to take it and take the ship and capsize it completely turns it over ass, ass and up. Mm. And the whole crew, only David, uh, one of the, a, a Negro cook. Okay. A black cook. I apologize. The book says Negro. Wow. You copied that <laughs> verbatim. I know, I know you did
1: because there's no way you just <laughs> like write that out. Right. Like you were the, that's plagiarism asshole. You weren't taking notes.
0: Hey, 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 that's, uh, we're talking history here, <laughs> so <clears throat> yeah, so this this cook African American, uh, his name's Wilson Morgan um, he uh, David managed to climb up the hole. Wilson Morgan managed to climb up the hall and um, <clears throat> there was another gentleman I cannot remember the name, um, but the third gentleman tried to come up, and they're there. they're out there for a while. no food. No water. Sun's beating down on them. They're 600 miles from the closest land. You know, this looks like death right now. This is his third Mm -hmm. shipwreck, okay? And this is the worst one. (laughs) It seems like the first one wasn't that bad. It was like right close. The second one, granted, almost the entire crew died except for seven people. But they managed to scale the rocks, walk to the town. Good to go. This one, (laughs) they're fucked. So, (laughs) yeah. A ship happens to come by from the distance. They're taking a shirt off. They're waving. They're trying to get its attention. And as it looks like it's going to come their way, it just turns and goes on. You you want to talk about? You're already out there for a while, a couple days, and you're just you're exhausted. You're thirsty. You're hurting. And mm-hmm. <laughs> this ain't long. And what did I say it was? What was the date? It was uh, the second of August. This was like mm-hmm. just under a month from When his uh, fiance was murdered, you know, so you know, his mental state is, is not well right, right at this point.
1: Yeah, it's, he's not himself.
0: Oh, no, not not even close. Um, so uh, later on, I guess like another day or two, a second ship kind of comes by. They actually notice and they come to aid him and at this point. Um, David and the Negro cook. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Maybe we should
1: call it quits for tonight, so you can stop offending people. (laughs) So,
0: all right. So David and the other two survivors, you know, they come. The only thing is, by the time the ship gets there, one of the the third guy dies. He just didn't make it. So David and the cook, they're uh, they're good to go. The ship that come to get them, it's called the Independence. It's by a Captain James Walker. Um, They came out of Charleston, South Carolina, and obviously that's where they go. This is a 14 day um, this is a 14 day journey 600 miles 14 days. You kind of see the the distance of time it takes to go that far. yeah you want to talk about luck <laughs> you're, you're in the Atlantic Ocean. the Atlantic gets kind of rough mm-hmm. 600 miles Oh yeah you know <laughs> that's luck <laughs> David's been through shit already but talk about luck. it's shitty luck but it's luck, okay?
1: Yeah. <laughs> turns out... I wouldn't want that luck.
0: Well, it turns out that that wreck was actually in the paper in Charleston. The paper at the time was called the Charleston Courier. Um, and uh-huh. at, at another time, it changed to a different name, and then another time it changed to what it currently is, which I can't remember. Did I write it down? I did not write it down. But in the Charleston Courier, September eleven. 1810, that article that talks about the shipwreck and all that in detail. Um, the problem is, I did talk to a historian about it. He did look into it, and unfortunately, that particular day, there is no actually film uh, record on microfilm. So, yeah, it sucks. I wish I could. have. He gets to a boarding house at this point, and um, now this boarding house is uh, what he does. He decides, you know, hey, from the money he's got, he becomes a drunk. That's just what he does mm-hmm. the boarding house he's in is actually one of the spare rooms that uh, in a family home, so um and the, one of the roommates there ends up murdering the family's i think the wife or the daughter. I don't remember this was a big mm-hmm. deal back then in this in the town, yeah, and, and it was on the news i mean it was not the news of course they didn't have news it was in the paper as well, and it was a, it was it lasted the whole story it lasted for quite a few years. Well, David, like I mm-hmm. said, he becomes a drunk. You know, just he drinks yeah. he just drinks his money away. And that's what he mm-hmm. does until he's completely out of money. At this point he boards Whoa. So at this point he boards an English vessel that's bound for Liverpool. And the captain says, Hey, you know, once we get there I'll promise you uh, uh I'll promise you passage back to America. He's like, All right, let's go. So about a month at sea. No. What's up? It is.
1: I said, "Well, that was nice."
0: Yeah. See, not all English British guys are assholes. Just a few officers. Just one side Two dead ones. Um, <laughs> so they're they're at sea a month by this point, and the ship gets boarded by the HMS Eurodice. They're taken prisoner and forced to serve the British captain Saint Bradshaw. Um, and this, mm-hmm. so once again. He's in prison and forced to do service for a country that's not his own. So, I mean, Ugh. all this shit. He's got his third wreck. Fuck, if you all say he's dead, you know, he's been in quite a few battles already. Now he's being prison again. You know, he's just like, fuck this. Life fucking sucks. I'm tired of this shit. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, like I said, he's forcing to, uh, uh, he's forcing to serve for the British. Um, they stop in Halifax to refly, uh, to resupply, and then and he gets flogged almost daily. Matter of fact, almost every sailor, this prisoner, is flogged daily, and to the point to where the officers, mm. if they just were in a mood, they would flog guys just because. And it's it just it was very painful, and it was just you just your mind, you just kind of go off in your own place, you just kind of shut you shut out. Jesus, so. And like I said, they, they stopped in Halifax to resupply. They also repli- uh, resupplied in uh, nice. Rio Janeiro. Nice. Now, Rio Janeiro at this time is under the Portugal rule. They were gar- uh, governed by a guy by the name of Vince Roar. R-O-Y. Um, they, they later stopped in the Rio de, uh, de la Plata. They stopped in the Falcon Islands and the Straits of the Magellan. Now January of eighteen eleven they stop in uh, Patagonia and the captain he wanted to, Patagonia is in it's in uh, uh I believe Argentina in South America. It's very, very south of South America. Now there's people mm-hmm. of the Patagonia. They there's a um there's word or rumor or folklore about these people that they're a the race of giants. Well, the captain they get them, the captain's like, you know what? I want to see if this shit's true. So, so, so they board it. They uh, they anchor out or board or whatever, and they take uh, um, the captain takes about uh, two officers and about fifteen men. They went to scout the land. David happens to be one of those fifteen men. They find a a, a native woman. She's seven foot nine inches tall. She's a race of these. Oh poor- <coughs> uh, God. She's a race of these uh, Pedagones, or um, also known as the Patagonian giants. Um, these people' mm-hmm. average height is 12 to 15 feet tall. Nah, You're nah, talking nah. about a specific race of people, right? <coughs> okay? And back then, race didn't oh, mean. hold of me. Uh, back then, race didn't mean oh hey right or white Mexican whatever. Your 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 race was your culture. You know what I mean? <coughs> Don't die. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Dude, I'm trying not to. This cough has just got a hold of me.
0: Oh yeah. <clears throat> but like I said, the 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 woman was seven feet nine inches tall. The husband, he's nine feet seven inches tall. Their child is about as tall as some of the sailors. And the child's only a couple years old. Yeah. Yeah. It's like two, two and a half years old, I think it is. And and it's as tall as a couple of the sailors. And it's that, that's saying something, you know, you literally have a race of giants and it's, it's being documented in my own ancestors book even documents it. It's fucking phenomenal.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, <clears throat> at this point, and this is the, this is where I, 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 end where I didn't get a chance to finish. The last part is, um, they just, they're going to sail back to England, but they're going to stop up the Falcon Islands because they want to get, they want to get some eggs for uh, the provisions. Not mm-hmm. only do they want to get eggs from like some of the birds or whatever of whatever they steal eggs from the ostriches. All right, an egg from an yeah, ostrich are huge, man. They are huge. And <laughs> the crew that went to do this, it was just a small landing boat crew. You're talking maybe anywhere between six to fifteen people. or Six to twelve people. You know, fitting like one of those small little boats mm-hmm. from the ship to you know, to the land. So you got half a dozen mm-hmm. to a dozen dozen dudes. And they're gonna go procure eggs. They end up taking ostrich eggs. The ostriches don't like this, so they put up a no. fight. And no shit, the ostriches kick their ass. Yeah, they can kill you. <laughs> they managed to get you know a bunch of eggs, but they weren't able to get any more because they were getting their ass kicked by a bunch of fucking five foot, six foot tall birds. You know, mm-hmm. pretty looking feathers that. <laughs> Oh, just I, I couldn't stop laughing when I got to that point, but that that is where I finished <laughs> off of. I mean, I wrong. Right so if 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 you folks just halfway through the book, what do we have right now? Three shipwrecks, each one progressively yeah. worse. He's been in uh, what uh, at least three or four you know battles. Yeah. Um. He's shot and killed with a handgun two British officers, one a Navy officer, the other one a Marine officer. Um, He's escaped multiple times from various situations of (laughs) climatic... climatic, Yeah, whatever that word is.
1: What word were you going for there? (laughs) I don't even know what word you
0: were trying to use, man. Climatic... uh, um, um, Climactic? Yeah. Several climactic situations he escapes from. Um oh yeah fiance is murdered he's forced to do servitude mm-hmm. on the Br- on british ships i think twice yeah for, twice and then a dutch one mm-hmm. once and also and taken captive by the french but let go um falsely accused of murder later let go i mean you're talking a guy, going it, man. That, he, he's in his early 20s at this point, and he's gone through all yeah. this shit. That's a tough life. And his it's life... freaking crazy. Yeah, his life just started. I, I think you're a sailor, your expectancy to live is probably around your 40s or 50s. Shit. Yeah, something like that. We got people who don't live to that... <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, that's it's, 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 But I mean, this fucking book's phenomenal. I mean, I mean, folks, if you can understand by now why I love this so much, because it's just, it's one it's climactic, just scene after another. I mean, it's just there is no long, just drawn out, just nothingness. It's just it's no. one situation right after another, and we haven't even got to the Battle of Lake Erie or even to the War of eighteen twelve yet. Nope. And uh, what I do remember that one, what he stuff wrote, it's pretty fucking gnarly. Some of the battles, matter of fact, some of the battles he had um, when they were fighting some of the French privateers, um, and one of those battles he watched as one of the French cannonballs comes at their ship. His ship, one of the guys, fires a cannonball. Their cannonball hits the enemy cannonball. And mm-hmm. it shatters into pieces. Uh, one of the guys manning the guns is just, it's uh, one of the, he just, just, he's got all pieces of cannonball, pieces all in, stuck inside of his body. I believe he survived. There were a couple other guys, you know, they, they were dead. Body parts, you know, heads coming right off, chest completely wide open. Um, and nothing people don't realize back then on these sailing ships is, you know, the majority of it's made of wood. You may have some of the hole, it's mm-hmm. got a little bit of a light metal or something, but it's wood what does wood do when it breaks? It splinters. So when you got a whole yeah. shitload of cannonballs coming back, and even, you know, musket ball, you know, grape shell, whatever it is, you're going to have just fly, you know, a shit ton of wood shrapnel. just going everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, oh, and, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, we, we forgot to mention too. I did mention it, but as summary, we forgot to add it is he was wounded in battle. The, the shot to mm-hmm. the, the bullet that bounced off the, the saddle ring thing that hit his leg. It went through, so it didn't get lodged in. But yeah, fucking gnarly, man. It is. Wow, I'm like a, i am like I talked forever. We're like, what, 100 or an hour and 40 something minutes already?
1: Shit. Something like
0: that. Yeah. I didn't mean to go that long. No, nah, but it was good, though. No, nah, it was good, man. I figured your, your, your throat hurt, and I try to talk the most. Although, the last episode, I cringed listening to myself talk. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, I sound good. good. <laughs> and then other times I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I know what it was. It was because I read the facts, like a bunch of random facts about the War of 1812. And the sheet that I was, for one, my, my I had bad, bad migraine and my back was killing me. So I, I'm a little out of it by then. But also the paper that I printed out, the facts were all mixed up and date wise. And some of them were actually a repeat of what was said before with just a little bit taken away or a little bit added. So I didn't go through to fix it. So it just sounded like shit. I couldn't finish listening to myself in that episode. It, it, it was, I, I was just like, God, horrible! I can't, I can't do it. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, I will put the link um, on our Facebook page uh, for this book you. free. You can download it. You can uh, PDF, uh, Word, whatever. There's different options. I will give you the link. You can download it for free, but uh,
1: you are a kind-hearted
0: gentleman. Um, I'm just a kind gentleman. My heart hurts. Um, I, I know. Lost my brain and my back and my legs and my butt. My butthole's kind of itchy. You're old. We get it. Well, my butthole's a little itchy. <laughs> I didn't wipe all the way. At least I don't. I don't think I did. I'm gonna have to do a credit. Card Probably trick. not. Yeah. I'll do a credit card check. Yeah. Use a wet wipe, you'll get better results. Oh yeah, good idea. Let's see, I've got a leaders conference in sixty minutes. Okay. Perfect timing. Um, okay, folks, um Do you have anything ready?
1: Nah, man. Think you covered it all.
0: <laughs> yeah, um we probably won't do another one this week because storms coming your way in about what, Wednesday night, Thursday morning?
1: Yeah, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Hurricane Dorian's supposed to be whipping by here, so yeah. If I get some good video, I'll load it up on the website.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, <coughs> the Facebook. And also, um, your throat's hurting, so probably just best yeah. we'll wait till next week.
1: All right, dude.
0: Okay. Yeah. Hey, folks. We we hope you enjoyed uh, it's like this. My... It's like... Yeah. Wait. We, we hope you enjoyed this. I hope I didn't make. We hope you didn't fall asleep. If you did, by this point, this is probably the third time you've tried listening to the end. Whatever. Hey, to the guy in Alabama or Arkansas or which A-State? Arkansas. Arkansas. The guy licking the windows in the cabin. Hi. We appreciate you. Send us a letter. Send us an email. Yeah, yeah. We'll send you used underwear. Okay, folks. Show us some love. Show us some love. (laughs) Not cleaned. Okay, folks, hey, listen, do something (laughs) nice for somebody. Um, Be humble and don't be a douchebag.
1: Don't be a douchebag,
0: brother. Bye-bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, nipples. Ah.